time to buy, sell, or hold on the sport market. The Stock Market of Sport. Presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Mark the date in your calendar, Saturday, December 30th. It is Marcus Naslin Day at Pastime Sports and Games at the new Langley store on 202nd and 64th in the township of Langley. You can get more information on the Marcus Nasland signing, which begins 1 o'clock next Saturday, December 30th. It's Marcus Nasland's first visit to Vancouver since before the pandemic. He was here February of 2020 to help honor Henrik and Daniel Sedin in their jersey retirement ceremony. He's had his own jersey uh, go to the rafters at Rogers Arena and certainly uh, one of the more popular Vancouver Canucks of all time. Again, for more information, just check it out at pastimesports.ca. Round one of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games featuring John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, and we may find a way to get uh, Tino Farah into it if we've got a lacrosse storyline here. Who are you buying has the better record at the end of the year? The Vancouver Canucks, who are currently first Pacific, first West, first in the league, or the Winnipeg Jets, who are first in the Central and second in the West, uh, uh, tied for second in the West and fifth overall in the league? John Festinger, who are you buying? Jets, Canucks, to have the better record at the end of the year? Two very well-coached teams. Uh, I think they'll be close, but I am going to stick with the Canucks. I think there's just... You know what it is about the Canucks? Do you really feel that they're playing great? I know the record shows it, but I feel like they can play better. Um, they've they've got some strengths uh, that uh, that that they haven't fully exploited yet. Uh, sometimes they don't play as well as they should. They've got players who are benched, you know, in 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 Kuzmenko. Um, so I think there's still a, a ways to go for the Canucks, and they're top of the league. And I don't I feel they're playing obviously very well, but I don't feel like they're playing out of their minds or anything. Even if they're somewhere on the power play halfway between where they are now, which is actually they're misfiring on the power play. You can't expect them to sustain the deadly force that they inflicted on other NHL teams on, on, on the power play earlier this year. But if they can get halfway between, that would be a significant... I, I do agree with you. I think there's more to more to be shown by this team. And Thatcher Demko, for the most part, has been really strong. Uh, Casey DeSmith, as well, has been has been good. But they've also had some weak moments. Every goaltender has that. The question is, does Connor Hellebuck have more bad moments in the in the second two-thirds of the season, or is it Demko and DeSmith? And, and just last word on this, obviously, it'll come down to injuries. So let, you And know, they've been very healthy so far for the right. most part. So, you know, all it takes is one or two injuries to either the Jets or the Canucks, and that changes the equation. So let's not forget that. Aziz Rajwani of the UBC Sada School of Business, Langara College School of Management. Who are you buying has the better record at season's end? 
the Winnipeg Jets, who currently have 43 points after 32 games, uh, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, 32 games played, or the Vancouver Canucks, who are 22-9-3 with 47 points after 34 games played, Aziz? I'm going to say, Tom, that's a really good buy-and-sell question because it's really tough to decide. You know, it's not obvious. And so my investment guru, Yogi Berra, once said, it's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. But I think I am going to make a prediction, and my prediction is that the Canucks end up a little bit. I hope Winnipeg does really well because they're a Canadian team, and uh, you know they're a small market team. They're the Green Bay Packers of the NHL, if you want to call them that. Although right now the, the Arizona Coyotes might be the worst—not worst, but the smallest market in terms of attendance. Big market, but very small attendance. But I think that the Jets are obviously punting about their weight, and I hope they continue to do so. But I think the Canucks. Have built, and I know Tom. I know John said, you know, he doesn't know what their identity is, and I guess I just got to say their identity is it, it is what it is, and it seems to be working. The culture that they've built, the camaraderie that they've built on the away games, especially the fact that they're winning, building confidence, and winning begets winning. All of these kinds of things bode well for them. You know, they've got injured players that are coming back on defense. Susie coming back will be a big will be a big help, and I think they've in this first half of the season they've created that culture of winning and they believe in themselves and therefore anything's attainable. And I think they'll do really, really well. And they will eclipse the Winnipeg Jets overall would be my prediction. I'm willing to put a little bit of money on it for sure. We've got a one minute second round here. We're going to go around the horn on uh, with you guys as part of our buy and sell presented by pastime sports and games. Again, visit pastimesports.ca for all the details on the Marcus Nasland autograph signing session, Saturday, December 30th at the new Langley location. John, have you revised what you're buying in terms of how many Canadian-based teams make the playoffs out of the group of seven? Um, I'm going with four, which is, I think, where I was. Um, And I think the Oilers are going to make it in addition to the other three are completely clear at this point. The Canucks, the Jets, and the Maple Leafs. I don't think we have to worry about I just don't see how the Oilers don't make it. They're not going to make it into the top three. They're going to make it as a wild card team. Uh, Aziz Rajwani, what are you buying in this re- in this regard? I'm exactly the same. I've been consistent saying four out of seven and saying that predict even further into the future, which is contrary to what I just said before about Yogi Berra, Yogi Berra's quote, is that I'm predicting in the future that hopefully it'll be five out of seven. Uh, I know that Ottawa has floundered a little bit, but Ottawa and Montreal, I think, are the next ones up to to take it, or maybe Calgary can improve as well. But I I would hope that in the future, after next year, that we have five Canadian teams regularly in the NHL playoffs and create that that great uh, uh, culture that we have in Canada about hockey. Toronto, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Edmonton. Those are the four Canadian-based franchises that make the playoffs in my books. We'll have more buy and sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. It's all part of the sport market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver. You're listening to the sport market. Once again, here's your host, Tom Mayonette. Before we get into round three of Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games, all part of the sport market, rating debating the bulls and bears of sport business here on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet Radio Network, just want to reiterate how good a position, not just the Canucks are in, but Canadian teams in general, despite the brutal start 
by the Edmonton Oilers, despite how disappointing the Ottawa Senators have been, this is a pretty good slate for the group of seven Canadian-based franchises. The three teams that would make the playoffs if they began today are all divisional playoff teams. Uh, They're not relying on a wild card. And you've got essentially at the top of the pack, the Canucks, who are first in the Pacific, first in the West, first in the league, hard to top that. Winnipeg is first in the Central, one point ahead of the Dallas Stars, uh, third in the West and fifth in the league overall. And then even the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have been you know, very inconsistent, they're still 16-8-6 with 38 points. They're 5-2-3 in their last 10. They've lost two in a row. But they're basically just six points behind the Boston Bruins, despite those inconsistencies. And then you've got the Oilers, who appear to be on an upward trajectory. The Flames have won three straight. They're in the top 10 in the Western Conference. And then you've got the Montreal Canadiens, who uh, remarkably are just three points behind the second wild card. This does set itself up to possibly have four or more. And and I've always talked about the over-under. If you get four of the seven Canadian-based franchises into the playoffs, you've got a lot to work with. If you're Rogers as the rights holders, if you're a league-wide sponsor, uh, if you're merchandisers, uh, you get a lot to work with in terms of April, May, and potentially June excitement. Round three of Buy and Sell featuring John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, and myself is, who are you buying? Or are you buying that the Seattle Seahawks make the playoffs? There's seven and seven going into action tomorrow in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, John Festinger, uh, the Seahawks were in a bit of a slump. Drew Locke scored a very a, a must win to keep their playoff playoff hopes alive. Are you buying that they are viable playoff team? I, I'm changing my mind on this. I didn't think they were. Um, I do now because when you look at their remaining schedule, they've got some reasonably easier games there's no easy game in the nfl um and you know as long as it's not between them and the la rams for example because i think the rams are going to make the playoffs um uh, they can be i think uh the seahawks will be a wild card just barely i mean they've obviously got to win at least two of their three remaining games to be in the conversation. There's such a traffic jam in the middle of the pack in wildcard pursuit in the National Football League. It'll make for a very interesting last three weeks of the season. The Rams, by the way, went to 8-7 and seven on Thursday Night Football with that win over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Seahawks are 7-7 seven and seven after Drew Locke and, and, and company uh, scored the at-home win against the, uh, the suddenly slumping Philadelphia Eagles. Aziz Rajwani, are you buying that Pete Carroll and Drew Locke and Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks, are a playoff team? Sorry, my fortune teller texted me a couple of weeks ago because she's on real time with me, and she told me what to say a couple of weeks ago. And at that time, I said that as long as they won one out of two against uh, the 49ers in Philadelphia, and then they run the table on the next three, they'll make it. And I still think that's possible, and not just possible, it's probable. 
because they play the Titans, the Steelers, and the Cardinals, where the Minnesota Vikings have to play the Lions twice. Now, it depends on the last game, if the Lions have anything to gain in that last game or not, and they have to play the Packers who are fighting for a playoff spot as well. They're below Seattle. So I think Seattle can definitely do it if they run the table, and I think they have good odds of running the table, so I'm definitely putting, uh, putting some more money into the Seattle Seahawks making the playoffs. Yeah, if they do run the table, then they have to hope that the Los Angeles Rams don't run the table because the Rams, of course, have had the better of the Seahawks this year. They win that tiebreaker uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. That's another. Uh, I, I'm going to suggest that they are a playoff team, that Pete Carroll finds a way to get things done. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what happens at quarterback in these last three games of the season. Round four of Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games, hosting Marcus Naslund Day, Saturday, December 30th, beginning at 1 p.m. at the new Langley location of Pastime Sports and Games. You can get all the detail, including registration information, at pastimesports.ca. John Festinger, NBA, NFL, are you buying that they continue to coexist as is in the years to come in sharing the television landscape on Christmas Day? Three NFL games, a triple header, five NBA games, a quintuple header. Are you buying that that is sustainable and uh, if not even optimal and, 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 and growth possible? I don't know that it's optimal. Um, I don't see the NBA backing down, uh, and they staked out the territory. What I find fascinating is the NFL no longer wants to dominate one day a week or own one day a week, as we used to say. They want all seven, or at least five of the seven. Um, So I don't see the NFL backing down either. I think it is just going to be a straight demographics battle um, to, to see who's on top. And n- nobody's going to be doing anything but watching television on Christmas Day. And, and make no mistake, the NFL held off for years, allowed the NBA to go from a triple header to what is now a quintuple header on Christmas Day. Up until this season, Christmas Day was the NBA's tip-off. It really was. Uh, Sort of like in the CFL, where a lot of CFL followers say that it really begins in earnest after Labor Day weekend. Same uh, thing with the NBA. Christmas Day was when the networks fired up big time with that promotional push. Now the NFL has as they, they couldn't help themselves. They wanted to have part of the action. By making that decision, they automatically become the dominant force. There's just no question. You're going to be 15 to 20 million average national audience for the uh, Christmas Day games, 2, 3 million for the NBA games. Uh, I do believe, however that it's in both parties' interests to stay on Christmas Day now that they're in it, now that you've got this wall-to-wall television. uh, The NBA would be making a mistake, in my view, if they vacated uh, Christmas Day. Because make no mistake, there's not just average national audience, there's aggregate national audience. And when the NBA is going up against an NFL that's got a triple header, there's a lot of opportunities to share audience. 
cumulative, the, the, you know, people tuning in for a minute or more of the games as opposed to the average national audience. Uh, Aziz Rajwani, uh, your take, are you buying that five and three, uh, eight NFL and NBA games can give everybody who's involved what they need going forward? Well, Mark Cuban may not be the owner of the Dallas Mavericks anymore, at least from a controlling perspective. Uh, although he controls, well, the, he is a uh, controlling. He is a controlling operation. owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, no, he, no, but he, no, he doesn't have controlling interest though. He, he, he's, uh, he's controlling basketball operations. Uh, yeah, but even though he's a minority board. owner. Yeah, he's a minority owner. That's what I'm saying. When push comes to shove, everything comes to shove. There's one owner that controls the shares and the votes. Therefore. And that's someone else. So he's a buddy. Remember, I'm just going back to him, though. Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. So he should be welcoming the NFL coming on any day because he said they're going to get slaughtered. Doesn't look like they are. Obviously, they own Thanksgiving Day. They own Turkey Day. And maybe the penny stock is in the future. The NBA will compete on, on Thanksgiving Day to offer the NFL some competition. But I think this is great. And it's got to be driven by the broadcast partner's and sponsors as well. The people that own the broadcast rights, they think this is good. And it must be, they're paying billions. And they're telling the NFL, well, do this. And the NFL is following along, obviously not, you know, after having looked at the merits of it. And I think it's great to have all this sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's uh, football, on Christmas Day. And people can tune in wherever they feel like they want to. And then tune in, tune in on multiple platforms to see what's going on. And especially, you know, we, you've raised this point before, but with gambling, people have a lot more at stake. It's not just their home team. If they're actually gambling, they're a lot more interested and they're willing to watch it on multiple platforms, and that's good. He's Aziz Rajwani, uh, John Festinger's in the house, Tom Manick. We're all happy to have you along for the ride here. Uh, it, to me, this is television heaven. And it all comes back to storytelling, as far as I'm concerned. The NFL has the holiday season owned from Thanksgiving on. They have that triple header on Thanksgiving Thursday. That's become part of the American culture in the same way the Super Bowl is in early, early February. But now, when you have got the triple header uh, plus the... Uh, uh, sorry, the, the, the triple header on Thanksgiving, you bookend it with the triple header on Christmas Day. It's almost like the logical way to conclude the season with Thanksgiving and Christmas Day bookending not only the holiday season of travel and shopping and retail, but the holiday season of television watching. I do believe the NFL obviously will always be the dominant force, but it would be a mistake for the NBA to back off. That is our four rounds of buy and sell. I'm going to do a quick bonus one here for you guys on the panel. John Festinger, are you buying that Nathan Rourke gets into action for the New England Patriots uh, now that they've put him on their 53-man roster? Does he play a down in the last three weeks of the season? I sure hope so. Um, I believe he will. The Patriots are so bad. Uh, they they need a miracle. And those of us who have watched Nathan Rourke play in Vancouver, um, we know that's possible. He, um, he has something special. So it would be really amazing if that happened, and I believe it will. 
Aziz Ojwani, are you buying that Nathan Rourke gets into some actual NFL regular season action with the Patriots? Yes, I'm definitely hoping so. And, you know, I, although people may question Belichick as a coach and all that kind of stuff, but hopefully with a with, with some good quote-unquote coaching and some confidence that he can actually pull something off and, and exhibit that he can play in both leagues and, more importantly, that he can play in the NFL. Yes. Uh, all I can say is I hope that when Bill Belichick is meeting with Nathan Rourke in private, that he's a little bit more excited than he was at talking to the media but, uh, about but, Nathan Rourke. I mean, that was like basically poker face like you've never seen before. Yeah, but when he comes on podcasts, and I don't listen to any of these podcasts, but I've heard that he's much livelier and more entertaining. He came up with a good, really good line about Taylor Swift, et cetera, on one of his when he was on a podcast, et cetera. So he just gotta, he just doesn't have to be in front of everyone. And I think he just, that's just his stick and it'll continue. But privately, I'm sure, I'm sure he's more, he's more than what appears to be publicly. Yeah. He, he was far from uh, enthralled. Let's put it that way in that media availability earlier this week, big shout out and thank you to John Festinger and Aziz Rajwani for being part of the buy and sell panel presented by pastime sports and games. Visit pastimesports.ca not only for all the details on upper deck, the cup, which was released earlier this week, the 2122 version, the 2122 collection of the cup by upper deck, but also for information on the Marcus Naslin Day signing session, Saturday, December 30th at the Langley location of Pastime Sports and Games. Just visit pastimesports.ca.